0: Hey. I have an awesome episode in store for you today. I had the pleasure of interviewing Tanya Clark. We had a great conversation about business. We really dove into her book, Seven Things to Do Before Starting a Business. I mean, we talked about the business plan, marketing. Um, We talked about your strategic plan and your finances and all of those things. So we had a great business conversation. Here's a little bit of Tanya's bio. Tanya Clark Esquire is an attorney, an entrepreneur, an author, and consultant. Tanya is the founder of CHC, Business and Tax Solutions Incorporated, where she consults with entrepreneurs on how to effectively start and grow their small businesses, strategic tax planning, as well as tax preparation. For more than 20 years, Tanya has consulted with multi-billion dollar corporations, as well as negotiated multi-million dollar corporate automotive, defense, and municipal contracts. With this vast experience, she is able to help companies and individuals identify, solve, and prevent problems by providing them with the tools, strategies, and knowledge needed to be successful. She is a trusted source to help you implement and initiate the best action plan for your business. I think you're going to really enjoy this interview I had with Tanya. Here it goes. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's Brandy Taylor, your host. And we have an awesome guest today, Tanya Clark. Welcome, Tanya. Well, hey, thank you. I'm so excited to be here and to talk to you. Oh yeah, I'm excited too. I appreciate you coming on the podcast today. Tanya, so I want to give you a chance. I've definitely read your bio and gave you an introduction, but I want to give you a chance to introduce yourself to the audience. Okay.
1: Um, my name is Tanya Clark. I've been an attorney for now it's been 20 years. Whew, I'm dating myself. Now it's been 20 years. I'm a business attorney as well as uh, well as litigation and um, have done some real estate. Um, but for the past 10 years of my career, I focused on, business and helping small businesses open and start and become, you know, um, successful at, um, um, you know, uh, making their business um, viable and as well as, you know, having proper tax planning and tax preparation. So uh, my focus is on helping small business owners and entrepreneurs be successful.
0: I love it. That's awesome because I'm definitely an entrepreneur, and I'm all about helping business owners. So I love that. That's your, you know, purpose and um, something that you offer. So tell us a little bit about your business and your services.
1: Okay, my business is CHC Business and Tax Solutions Inc. Um, I've been doing business consulting for, like I said, the last ten years of my career as an attorney, and we offer um, help with business planning. Um, getting the LLCs and, and, and um, S-Corps and everything started, um, helping with trademarking, copywriting, um, as well as tax planning, tax preparation. So there's um, a, a large uh, gamut of things that we cover. Um, but uh, like, you know, we're going to get into this a little bit more as we start talking. But the big, big thing that I really like to help entrepreneurs do um, is get their business plans together. And I think a business plan is a good roadmap to success for your business, as well as um, getting your tax planning and tax preparation done. Uh, those three things, I think, um, help businesses to become more successful. Mm-hmm. And you can, because we all know that, um, you know, in the first year to five years, a lot of businesses start to fail. So if you have the right roadmap, you have the right plan in place, then you can be more successful. You can beat those odds.
0: Great, great. So you have, I want to kind of dive into that and Mm -hmm. what we'll do here is dive into your ebook, the seven things to do before starting a business.
1: Yes. Okay. Okay. So the ebook is something that I put together a few years ago. Now I sold it on Amazon and now I usually give it to a lot of my new clients. Um, What I found is, although we have Small businesses that range from um, beauty businesses to trucking businesses to um, real estate businesses. A lot of the things that I cover in the ebook, and this is not like a plug or anything, but a lot of things I cover in the ebook are general towards all businesses. And um, the seven things that I talk about, which I'll go into deeper, is the first one being you need to research your market, make sure that you are actually needed and that your business that you're coming up with is a problem-solving business because when you think about um, starting a business, you know, a lot of people, you know, first think of, you know, this is a hobby that I'm doing, so let me make this a business. And then when they get into it, they find that there really isn't a market for what, they, what they're doing and they find out that, you know, um, even if there is a market, um, it's so small that it can't sustain them. So Mm -hmm. it it still stays as a hustle or it still stays as like a hobby. So you have to do some real in-depth research, primary research, which I really refer to in the ebook as um, really know your market in your um, sphere of influence, the people that are around you, the people that are in your, in your circle and Mm -hmm. um, and secondary research, which is, you know, I mean, I always read Washington Post, Business Insider, Mm -hmm. Forbes, and, you know, you can look at your industry trends to see if what you're coming up with is something that's really needed. Mm -hmm. So primary and secondary research is really important, um, and there are different ways to do that. Um, You know, you can go through and do, like, some focus groups. That's really formal. Mm-hmm. You talk to the people that, like I said, are in your sphere of influence—your friends and family. Um, you can actually look at your competitors, mm-hmm. and if this is a brand new industry, then it's a little harder. But no, normally I would say nine times out of ten, what you're doing, someone else is already doing. So right. For competitors. I, you know, told people in the past actually write down at least ten competitors. Write down exactly. Um, what their product is, what sets your product apart from what they're offering, look at their price points, look at um, the things that you're going to offer mm-hmm. and that's going to set you apart that you can, in your marketing, say, okay, you know what, I'm doing this. Not just, oh, I'm better. You, how are you better? What what exactly are you doing that's going to be better than the person that's down the street? And I look at... Um, let's just give an example, in the beauty industry, uh, hair. A lot of people are selling hair now. Mm -hmm. And um, I look at a lot of the advertisements for different hair companies and I don't see a difference. I don't see a difference in, you know, the quality or, you know, because a lot of them are getting the manufacturers are from China or Thailand. Mm -hmm. And so it's like the market becomes saturated with so many different so many different companies starting out doing the exact same thing with the exact same. I,
0: I absolutely agree with that. What happens in the beauty industry too is even though, there everyone um, beauty is really big. It's a multi mm-hmm. billion dollar industry, mm-hmm. and people love to look good and get their hair done. And it's a needed craft. There, you still have some stylists who don't have the clientele and that's simply because they didn't do the research that they are targeting everybody Mm -hmm. they don't know who their ideal client is yeah so they don't know like so like say for instance if you said okay i want to target women between the ages of 28 to 35 who work at this type of job Mm -hmm. and they need, to, they need to make sure that they have their hair done. But they're just targeting any and everybody. They're mm-hmm. just doing what they see everybody do instead mm-hmm. of really researching their market, looking at what they have to offer yep. and what's exactly. special about their hairstyling skills and looking at the type of customers they would like to attract and targeting and marketing to that customer. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think
0: that's a big thing within the beauty industry. So that's why a lot of times you'll see that they may have seen someone on Instagram Mm-hmm. Selling hair. So then they say, oh, well, I'm going to sell hair. Exactly.
1: And it's exactly what. Exactly the same advertisement. The same thing. Yes. And um, just to give you an example, I mean, I've been going to my hairstylist for, we've been 27 years. We met at the salon I used to work at when I did nails when I was in college. Mm-hmm. And, um, but she has evolved past doing people in their 20s. Not mm-hmm. that she won't do anybody in their 20s and 25, but now she does business women. She mm-hmm. has grown with her clientele. Um, her name is Sharon Jackson, Sharm Males, and give my girl a plug, but let <laughs> <laughs> But um, she has grown with her clientele and matured, and she now does things on a different scale, on a different level. Mm-hmm. So you I totally agree with you, Randy. You have to know your clients. You have to know your target market. You have to um, know where they are, what they want, what pain points they have to be able to target them with a, as, as close as you can so that you're not out here sounding like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that's the first thing that um, I talk about in my ebook. Second thing is having a business plan. Uh, A lot of times we start businesses and we just have this idea, which is nothing wrong with that. We like, okay, you know what? We know we're going to sell lashes and we know we're going to, I have a clientele in my basement that comes and gets their hair done. And so now I'm going to start my um, salon. And um, but we don't really have a plan. Okay. So a business plan is daunting in the beginning. You start to think, oh, wow, you know, I got to have this, 50-page dissertation and all these graphs and charts, you can have a strategic plan that's a two or three pager to get you started and mm-hmm. then you start to flesh it out as you go along. Because a lot of times, you know, we, we start – Getting overwhelmed, and then we do the paralysis of analysis thing. And so, because we're overwhelmed, we just stop. You know, we don't, don't do anything. Yeah, exactly. it's like
0: I'm done. Yeah, I feel you. But so, what's the strategic plan? So, what's the difference between a strategic plan
1: and a business plan? Okay, so the strategic plan will have the major points that a business plan has, but it's not as fleshed out. Now, you, if you do a strategic plan, it's not going to be something that you will present to a um, a, uh, a bank to get funding. Um, if you if you're gonna get funding from a VC or um, an angel investor or a bank, you're gonna have to do a regular long hand business plan to get the financing that you need. But a strategic plan can have um, just your setup as far as if you are an LLC, sole practitioner, or whatever. Have that paragraph or two. Have um. What your if it's going to be a brick and mortar business, if it's going to be an online business, um, have your with your address information, all that kind of stuff. Have your marketing plan for, and I said, and I have like in the in the book, the ebook, I talk about in the business plan you need to have executive summary, your business setup, the legal setup, marketing plan, and um, with your strategy for your financing and everything. But I have a separate. Um, section, a whole separate chapter on marketing because it's so important. Sales and marketing is like the lifeblood of the business. Mm -hmm. So in a strategic plan, the biggest part of that two pager needs to be your marketing and sales because you need to have the revenue. And that's what that part of the strategic plan is how you flesh out how you bring that money in the door.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Are you going to do marketing through direct mail, social media only, um, billboards, um, and in Detroit, we are still really billboard based. You know, it's surprisingly, mm-hmm. a lot of us, um, in the, um, beauty industry from what I've seen, um, they still use billboards. They still use, uh, flyers, you know, it sounds kind of old school, Yeah. <laughs> but you know, a lot, I mean, a lot of people still use flyers. and A lot of people still use postcards. A lot of people use value, value pack. you know, coming, I still get those things in the mail. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, we have evolved towards social media a lot, but I think what I've seen also is a lot of the younger people, and I say younger, I say millennials and in, and down, um, like to be on social media, to become famous mm-hmm. and not strategically market. You know what I mean. So right. you need to get some real Facebook ads Don't just be, you know, just don't don't just be posting and you know, look at me on this video. And you know, th- there needs to be an actual plan. You can actually go to a um, a Facebook marketer to help you with that. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, and because Facebook is on well, Instagram is on my Facebook, those things work together. So um, I would say, in uh, summary, uh, you need to know what your um, actual setup for your business is going to be LLC, S Corp, you know, or C Corp, or whatever you need to have your um, strategic marketing and sales plan together. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's any licensures that you need, um, especially in the beauty industry, estheticians license, cosmetology license, right. nail license, you know, you need to have also, um, your insurance, you need to have, um, you know, general liability insurance. So those, Four things that I just mentioned are very important for a strategic plan. Mm-hmm. Now, for a bigger marketing, um, I'm sorry, a bigger business plan, those things that I just said, in addition to a large section on financing, because you're going to be trying to put that in front of a financier mm-hmm. and having all your um, ducks in a row and and those types of things, that's important as well.
0: I agree. So now you you... you you got right into the next one, which is uh, managing your finances. <laughs> they are talking about finances. Mm-hmm. And yeah. finances is a big thing because I want to talk about this because I remember, this was some years ago, but I remember when I, okay, so when I did establish my business and mm-hmm. I'm using like Square and PayPal mm-hmm. and all of those things and I had a suite and i am taking in clients. I had, when I looked at the end of the year and I got ready to do my taxes, I had made more money than I even knew I made. So I was like, wow. So I didn't really know my numbers. So, mm. I, wanna, so I, think, I think it's something that a lot of people in the beauty industry struggle with. So mm-hmm. I want you to touch on the importance of knowing your numbers and getting your finances in order.
1: Okay. All right. So when you're looking at that business plan and the one section that talks about, finances and and having a, a budget um you need to know your numbers as much as you can going into it and add 20 percent. i always say that because you think you're going to only need this for a budget and then a lot of things that unless you're in that industry working day to day and you Um, are working right next to someone, let's just say you're trying to start a salon and you are the assistant manager to that uh, salon that you're already working for, you don't see those numbers. You don't know exactly what every expense is going to be from the shampoo to um, if you're selling hair in there as well as the electricity and rent and all those things. Mm -hmm. So you need to set your budget to the point that Um, It's very, very organized. But then I always say add 15 to 20% because there are always extraneous expenses that you don't even recognize that you're going to have. That's number one. Number two, um, if you're coming into starting this business with, let's say, I mean, let me back up. Um, We got into the financing part of it, but I want to say this. A lot of people say they want to be an entrepreneur and they're working a nine to five job. And they just jump in and say, you know, I'm going to quit my job and I got faith in myself. And, you know, you, you need to be positive. You need to have faith. But I always suggest you have at least a year to 18 months worth of your home expenses, your everyday personal expenses in a savings, as well as try to work your nine to five while you're starting that business.
0: So you said a year to 18 months. Now, yes. I haven't heard that long. You know, normally they'll say you want to at least have like six months or something like that, no. but you say a year to 18 months.
1: Because it, think of it this way, think of it this way, Brandy. Most businesses in the first year break even,
2: mm-hmm.
1: okay? And then from that point, if everything goes wonderfully pursuant to your plan, you move and you start making money. So if you only break it even on the business side the first year and you only got six months of expenses saved up for your personal stuff, you're going to be stressed and struggling the second half of that year towards the next part of that year. And the whole purpose of having that money saved is to alleviate that additional stress. Now, if you're married or if you have a um, significant other or someone that's there to help you out with those everyday expenses, then that alleviates some of that stress but I would suggest your expenses for your home and your personal should, you should have at least 12 to 18 months so that you can break even in your business. Because, you know, I mean, think about it. If you start the business and it takes 90 days, I mean, you can start a business in 90 days. If you really push and get your license and all that kind of stuff, if you are already a licensed cosmetologist and you say you want to open a salon um, and, and, you know, you try to, you already found a lease, you know, that you can start and you, you know, you can, in 90 to 120 days, you can have a business open mm-hmm. if you go pushing. But, like I said, if you don't have any money, so that first four months, those expenses are gone now. Because, you know, you're trying to make money and you're trying to, you know, you save you know, you're trying to, you can't save anymore because you're using all that money to put the business together. So I'm just, I try to tell people 12 to 18 months so that you're not stressed. You know, and it, it sounds conservative, but um, I think that's the best rule of thumb. And, you know, you can you can work that nine to five and, you know, still make that money so you can start the business and you don't have to worry about those expenses.
0: Mm-hmm. I I think it's great. I think that's great advice. I just normally normally you hear like you want to yeah. have. Months or something, six enough. months to a <laughs> year, but I, I, I think that is, you know, twelve to eighteen months. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I tell people. Because right now, nowadays, entrepreneurship is like all the rave. Like everybody want to be everybody. The everybody. You know? Everybody's the boss. Everybody so, yeah. boss, boss babe, boss mom. Yes. What's up with the whole entrepreneur? <laughs> like this, this is not for the faint at heart. Uh-uh.
1: It's mm-hmm. hard. It's yes. hard. Yes,
0: it takes a lot of work. It takes discipline, mm-hmm. and um, so you definitely don't just want to quit your job and not right. have a plan in place. I was telling someone, uh, like I'm, I was like, I do a lot of things I do because I have a husband mm-hmm. who I have his benefits, mm-hmm.
2: and
0: mm-hmm. if I don't have any income, he can actually sustain the household.
1: Yeah, yep. so that's, that's
0: another thing do that we a lot of, a lot of things thing do.
1: that we haven't talked about, you know, health benefits. Mm-hmm. So you, you walking away from your job and, right. and now you got help, especially if you have children. No, mm-hmm. nah, no, nope. Right,
0: exactly. So a lot of people don't look at that, you know, just for the lack of knowledge. So I'm glad you really said that, like you need to have a plan. I think like an exit plan and an mm-hmm. exit plan is, is 12 to 18 months mm-hmm. worth of savings that can pay your bills.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You- absolutely. And, and in addition to, the budget that you have set aside to start the business. And a lot of times um, people don't think about the amount of marketing because, you know, you, you may have a clientele, but that clientele that you have has to be able to sustain. Not only now your pocket is to pay for all your overhead expenses Mm -hmm. and you want to grow. So you always still have to have a sales and marketing budget. And that might take another sixteen to twenty percent of your expense when you have that budget written down. So we're talking about consistent. And you don't start marketing like on day like uh, uh, after six months. You always you you have to consistently market all the time. You always have to be getting new people into the pipeline. And there are different ways you can market. I mean, I know a lot of um. Beauty industry people, they, they use Groupon, you know, especially for new people who don't have a clientele, Groupon, and um, those types of um, um, platforms are good, you know, mm-hmm. because you, you do give them a large percentage of that new business. Yes, but
0: it's 50%, honey.
1: It is, I know. But at the same time, if you capture those people, get their email addresses, mm-hmm. do a great service, then they can be lifetime or customers that are well worth that amount of money. And you didn't have to pay up front for the marketing Mm. does all that for you. So there's a downside to that. But if you have a small marketing budget and you don't have enough money and you're totally kind of dependent upon maybe only social media or you, you can't do a billboard billboards are expensive or whatever. Then I think Rupon is a good option for someone. to
0: start. It's the option. It's a good option for the right person. I've seen yeah. it work for people, yeah. so I'm not against it. Um, but, you know, I, I would definitely have it as one of the options. Yeah, but one, not one option. option. But one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. you know what I'm saying? Not absolutely. Like, yeah. And um, thinking about marketing, too, it's interesting how... Mm-hmm. I I remember um I worked in sales and marketing and I really mm-hmm. learned about how to market my business. So when I started advertising and everything and I came from working with small businesses teaching them mm-hmm. that your business can't live without marketing because if you look at even mm-hmm. some of the big corporations, right? We talk mm-hmm. about Look, McDonald's, you still hear that crazy, ba-da-ba-ba-ba, you know? Mm-hmm. You know okay, it's McDonald's everybody. on every quarter. I mean, this one this way and that way yeah. near me, mm-hmm. but they still advertise because mm-hmm. they understand, they want people to think of them at the top of their mind when they think of something inexpensive and quick. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you want something inexpensive and quick, you can go get you a mech, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So they don't want you to forget that, even because there's businesses they can. You could go anywhere, mm-hmm. so they have. To, you have to. They constantly are playing. You are listening to the radio in a car. You see it on TV, yep. and, but we get these small businesses, and I don't care what industry you're in. They think like, well, I'm kind of small. I don't really need to do that, or I, I can't afford to mm-hmm. do that, or they they think that um. It's going to be instant gratification when they do.
1: -hmm. And the problem with that is um, 10 to 15 to 20 years ago, the world was smaller. And I don't mean by the amount of people necessarily, but we didn't have as much in your face advertising all the time Mm -hmm. from your cell phones from your um and you know you think about um now even like netflix all the streaming services because you know we can get up and walk away from a commercial or but you know or whatever but people a lot of times watch youtube and then right. on social media every other second is a pop-up or every other second on internet on the google is a pop-up so the world has gotten larger and smaller at the same time so i can converse with someone in china as well as I can converse with someone in Australia. I can in South Africa. And all of these people, depending on what I'm selling, can be my market. Mm-hmm. So this has opened up a lot for me for marketing. But at the same time, now you are not the only person that they're seeing. They're seeing all these other companies doing this all the time. So it's gotten bigger and it forces us to be more strategic with our marketing. Because yeah, you got to stay...
0: Pretty Girl Studios, where every girl leaves a pretty girl, is located at 26620 Grand River Avenue in Redford, Michigan. Our team specializes in healthy hair care, trendy haircuts, hair color applications, blowout silk press, ponytails, relaxers, and more. Coupled with an exceptional customer service in a warm, inviting environment, you'll leave Pretty Girl Studios feeling pretty. Walk-ins are always welcome, and we are always accepting new guests daily. Visit our website at www.prettygirl.studio or call us at 313-948-3848 to schedule your reservation today. Because it's so much.
1: Yep. Coming at them, you got
0: to stay visible and All stand out, right? And you
1: know the the rule used to be that um, a new customer had to see you seven to ten times mm-hmm. before they would decide to buy. I think now, and I haven't researched this, but I think I'm gonna do that. Yeah, because um, I thought that was still the rule. So what's the, I think, what's the rule now? I, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna research that, and when I speak at your workshop, I'm gonna have that answer. I think it's more than that now, because okay. just think about how much we're bombarded. You know, I mean, because you can see me seven times and then forget about me next week if I'm not consistent, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? If, if I'm not consistent and I'm not someone who um, you trust and who's likable, I mean, if you, you know, if you see all these, um, there was a big uprising in and in spur in business coaches at one point, like a few years ago, everybody was a business coach. Everybody was a life coach. Everybody was. A, so what was going to set one person apart from another person? Why am I going to buy your $10,000 coaching program in comparison Mm -hmm. to somebody else's $10,000 coaching program? Because we're so bombarded with all these messages. So all these trends, like we were just talking about with the selling hair, you know what I mean? You see, you see all of these advertisements for hair. And unless it's a, um, a company that's being promoted by a star, a celebrity it doesn't stick in your mind as much because they haven't differentiated themselves from all the other places. And all the other companies, and you just see all. I mean, it's just starting to become like a whole bunch of white noise. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm, I am going to find out the answer to that because I don't think seven to ten times is enough anymore. I really don't.
0: Yeah, when I studied marketing, that's what it was. But they've yeah. been saying that for years. I'm pretty sure it's different now. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely different.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So um, I think we kind of moved away from the finances and back to the marketing because it's so fun. <laughs> it's so fun to talk about and everything, yes. but, um, but you got to, finances
0: make, is definitely, uh, important.
1: Absolutely. And Budget uh, and that money, that 12 to 18 months is minimum. I think at this point.
0: Right. But what do you do when you're a new entrepreneur and you don't really have, the resources, like the budget to get the business started? Like maybe you have a talent or a gift and how do you go about obtaining that? You don't have clients yet. Um, how do you go about obtaining that?
1: Okay. Well, there are, um, there are different options. You can try to borrow the money from friends and family. That's always loved ones borrow money from, you know, if if you have some people in your corner who believe in you, then you can get money from them. Um, like I said, I always consider my nine to five, as your financer. And uh-huh. If that means you need to go get a part-time job or that means you need to Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, Uber Eats, whatever to put that money aside to put in towards your budget, then you do that because if, if this is your passion and this is really what you want to do, you're going to figure it out. You know what I mean? There are too many ways and opportunities today that people didn't have 10 to 15 years ago to make money as far as side money to help finance your dream um, you know, that, that you, there should be no excuses. I, I'm, I'm a true believer of no excuses. If you really want to do it, you need to figure it out. So okay. I said, loved ones, you know, your nine to five is your financer, get a part-time job. Because if you, if you walk into the SBA, if you walk into a commercial bank, it's going to be hard to get a loan when you have no background, you don't have any, um, sustainable um, documentation that you've been doing this for a while. Uh, so you're going to have to get to that point before you can actually get government funding, commercial loans, or a um, VC or um, angel funding. Like if you think about the profit, or if you think about Shark Tank, mm-hmm. when you watch those shows, they want to see that you've done this for a while. How much money, have you, how much of your money have you put into it? Uh-huh. And um, so su- sustainable growth. You know, for the last one or two or three years, So they're just not giving out money, right? You know? So um those are things that you have to come to the table with. So I always think that your pocket is the best pocket you can control. <laughs> you could control, you know, you, how the money is spent because you get money for somebody else. They're going to try to try to tell you how that money should be spent too,
0: right? So. Right. Well, uh, I think that's some good advice. Um, so another uh, chapter of the book, you talked about mm-hmm. board of advisors. Yes. Board of advisors. I really want you to go in depth with that because, um, you know. Okay. So um, that's something advisor.
1: that, okay, the other chapters in the book, you see in all the other books. You know I mean? If you look at stuff, I mean, I've gone into detail in, in some areas that are really important. Um, important to me and close to my heart and things that I've seen with other companies that I've worked with. Um, you know, one of the things I didn't talk about when i when uh, we first started was that, you know, the type of businesses that I work with in my nine to five as a lawyer are multinational corporations and um, some mergers and acquisition work as well as contracting work. And so I see from a larger standpoint, how these huge multi-billion dollar companies work, as well as bringing this into my business and small businesses, working with them, how these same type of um, things that these companies do or maybe they, should, they had, did not do um, could help their businesses, the smaller entrepreneur. Mm. So going back to your original question, um, if you start a business and you think that you don't need um, some accounting help, or that you don't need legal help, or that you don't need um, a mentor, I think that you're wrong, okay? Because every, you, no one knows everything about everything, you know, and um, I think that it's incumbent upon you to ask for help, and there are many different ways you can ask for help. I mean, the SBA has um, an organization um, called SCORE. You can look mm-hmm. that up, and they provide mentors You know, for new businesses, and it's free. Um, If you know that there is this, you're in this certain industry, and this certain industry, you see on Facebook or Instagram, there's one person who has great testimonials and great customer, um, and you might know this, know of this person through someone else, and you can reach out to that person. And nine times out of ten, they'll offer you offer some help, or. Um, they might have a course or like we talked about coaching earlier or um, some type of program that you can go through that can help you. So when you, when when you think of advisors, there are a number of different advisors. I think from a legal and accounting standpoint and an insurance agents, those are advisors as well as a mentor that may be in your industry that can help guide you. So you don't have to go through the same pitfalls that they went through because, you know, I mean, um, if, if you can shave off three or four years of learning curve by having these people in your corner, then why not? You know, success leaves clues. I always say that. And, um, you know, people who have gone down this path that you're going down, unless you're Amazon, which is totally brand new, nothing, you know, no whatever, you know what I mean? Somebody usually has done what you want to do. So why not try to reach out?
0: I love that because that's what I'm trying to do with the expo as well. Mm-hmm. Um, not only just bringing business information to beautypreneurs, but also, um, putting, you know, people at all different levels in the Mm -hmm. room so then, maybe if you're just starting out you just graduated from cosmetology Mm -hmm. school or you just became a makeup artist and you don't you don't know anything about the industry it may be good to work under somebody in the industry go talk to them take them to lunch or something like you said if they have a course or a book buy Mm -hmm. it and, you know, and follow them, see what they do, connect with them and see how, how maybe you can get someone to be your mentor, mm-hmm. and someone you could work with or something. A lot of times people are afraid of that, but that's what you need to do. And yeah. because why try to reinvent your own wheel? I'm going exactly. yeah. exactly. you know, to do my own Exactly. under sometimes, the sun, really. Yeah. And sometimes it's
1: ego-based. Sometimes it's fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, you know, people just don't know. You know, ego-based fear, and they just don't know. So part of what I want to do, and I want to impart on your followers, and when we talk and we have, you know, the workshops at, you know, the beauty expo is to give really, like, meaty information with actual, like, websites and, um, you know, help people to get to the point that they can start something, at least, you know, get that beginning and then, you know, we can work on the next level and then work on the next level and then work on the next level. And you don't have to work with me. Like I said, you know, you can work with uh, someone to score, you know, you can, but you you need to have people that can help you and are in your corner. Because we all, especially as womenpreneurs, you know, we, we should really stick together and help each other su- to succeed. And I did read something recently that talked about um, African-American women being like the the fastest growing segment of new entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. yeah several years and um so we need to be able to come together and help each other and um i think what you're doing with the beauty expo is excellent um putting all these women in the room together to have these conversations and have these opportunities to help each other that's what we need to continue to do
0: yeah, I agree because I felt like too, the beauty industry, like we're artists, Yeah, So, but we didn't, we don't necessarily always know all these things that you know about the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the legal stuff, the finances, how to have mm-hmm. all that in order, mm-hmm. what you need to operate in business, how to market it mm-hmm. you know, and any business needs that. And so mm-hmm. I really saw a lack of, it, especially amongst the African-American community business knowledge i'm like we need more business knowledge so that we can grow because if you want to scale your business yeah excuse me then you have to have your business in order
1: yes and not just scale it brandy but i feel that you should always start your business with the thought in mind that you may want to pass it down as a legacy for generational wealth or you may want to sell it so that means you got to have your books in order Mm-hmm. That means you got to have your your legal documents, your contracts, your employee information, your insurance, all those things have to be in order because when you present that packet to a potential purchaser of your business, you can say, "You know what? I started from here. I've grown 10% for the last uh, for the first three years, and then I scaled up using this type of marketing or sales or whatever. And now I'm doing 15 to 20 percent, and I project going forward that continued growth and sustainability for the next five to 10 years based on these numbers and these actions. But you can't say that if you don't have your numbers, right? You don't have right. your business right. plan. You don't have your advisors there helping you through that process. and that you're not doing just a hobby.
0: Yes, I absolutely agree with that. Um, I absolutely agree with that, because if you definitely have to have it in order. You definitely want to be able, like you said, even to leave a legacy or to sell it or anything. Mm-hmm. But what I want to touch on, because what we know is, is it's, it may be somebody, because I talk to someone, who had a salon and their husband was managing all their finances. And so when they went through a divorce, their credit was bad. And it it was just a lot of things that they were not aware of when it came to their finances. So there may be people who's been doing here for five or 10 years and they don't have all this stuff together, Tanya. They don't Mm -hmm. have everything in order. Where would someone like that start? You know, cause I think it's still possible. Cause I even was able to tell this person, like you, some people say, well, I got bad credit now, so I'll have bad credit forever, but mm-hmm. you can start to work on that and to mm-hmm. change that. So what does somebody do who they've been in business a while they're doing here, they're making money, but they don't have their business in order.
1: So, um, we can go back to, uh, what I said about advisors or mentor. Okay. Um, or if they don't have that in their sphere of circle of, um, people that they know, they can, like I said, reach out to the SBA, reach out to score. But usually one hair salon owner knows another hair salon owner Mm -hmm. and you can talk to that person. What do you, what do you use to keep your books? Do you use QuickBooks? Do you use Peachtree? Do you use, okay, that's, that's the beginning. That's a start. Um, as far as getting your credit rec right you can go to, I mean, they have credit counselors that can work with you. Um, and I think there are some free credit counselor um, services. Um, but you, even with that, I'm not, and let me just be clear, I'm not a credit expert or anything like that. But sometimes, and I, I'm not pr- promoting this, but sometimes you might need to file bankruptcy, personally, and start over, and start fresh. Because if there are too many issues, Um, or if you're getting garnished, or if you're getting sued for financial reasons or whatever, you may need to just stop the bleeding, start over, and work from there. Mm. All of these things um, can be determined by reaching out to an accountant, reaching out to a lawyer, reaching out to a credit counselor, but you have to, you got to be in front of someone that can help you first. So start with your circle of influence and people um, that you um, are friends with or you are colleagues with. And a lot of times I see, uh, I don't know if it's like this in the beauty industry, but in some other industries, we don't go to networking events as much as we should. Yeah. And because of that, you don't know who to help or who to talk to or, or, or not help, but get help from. So, you know, reach out to people that you are familiar with first to see if you can get that help. If not, go to an SBA event or SCORE. They have them all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, all your all the beauty events in, for the beauty industry, all these people that are out here that will be willing to help you, but you got to open your mouth and you got to ask for them.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I just wanted to touch on that I uh, because sometimes we know all this,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but for someone who may not have it together, they may feel like, well, I'm never going to be able to get that. Together.
2: Mm-hmm. You know
0: mm-hmm. what I mean? And sometimes I know there will be people in the industry that may even be at the event that don't necessarily have it together, but I just want to let people know that you got to start somewhere. You got to get started. Yeah. Start working on it. Start getting it together. Start yeah. getting it in order. Yeah. And if you and don't even, know what to do, reach out to the people that can help you do it.
1: And even with that, everything starts with a goal and a plan. If your goal is set for, um, getting your credit score to 800 or 750 or whatever, then you need to talk to a credit counselor and say, you know what, this is my goal. Can you help me flesh out an action plan to get me to this, to this point? Or if you haven't paid your taxes in or filed your taxes in three to four years, I meet people that do, don't do that and I have to have to help them go back in, and do past taxes. Then it may seem over, overwhelming and it may seem like, oh my God, how am I gonna, this is insurmountable, but you got to go back and pull the receipts for every year if you have a business. And, you know, you've you got to start somewhere, mm-hmm. but you got to start. And you got to, you know, have a goal, get an action plan together, and move. Because then a year from now, it's going to be now you're an extra, extra year in a hole or you're an extra year with no plan. So um, you got to stop procrastinating. You can't be lazy. And you got to ask for help and um, just move forward. I know it sounds like i'm I'm being matter of fact, but the basics of that is true now the plan is gonna require you to do some things in between but you i mean you you gotta have a plan though you gotta be able to flesh out a plan and start working on it
0: I absolutely agree with that. I just wanted to touch on that because i i I've talked to people who they get this mentality they kind of feel like. It's impossible, but it's possible. You just gotta start working on it. You mm-hmm. can't just keep sleeping on it forever. and think it's gonna change
1: because uh, it's not gonna go away. It's, it's just gonna, gonna go go get bigger, bigger and bigger. Right. The big
0: old pink elephant in the room
1: is just gonna get bigger and fatter. And then what you gonna <laughs> do?
0: <laughs> right, exactly. So I really love that. I think you know in this uh in this ebook you give away a lot of information. It's a lot of, it's, it's filled with a lot of information.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I know, right? It's a lot. See, lawyers yeah. like to talk.
0: But you, I, I you know I like that. That. chapter seven. I want to kind of go over chapter seven. We can of mm-hmm. skip through it. And I'll, I'll let you give them some information on how to get the book or however you want to go about That's doing fine. that. But I like this patience during the process. So let's talk about that.
1: So you touched on something early on that um, being an entrepreneur is not for the faint of heart. Those are your words, and I will echo the same thing. Starting a business is going to take a lot of effort. It's going to take a lot of patience. It's going to take being able to have the right mindset. And what I didn't talk about in this book, which when we have our workshop at your event, I want to touch on in the beginning of the workshop, and I need to really think about how I want to talk about this because mindset and goal setting is so important Mm -hmm. before even starting this journey, because if you don't have the right mindset, if you don't have a a wealth building positivity, just, you know, prayer based, you know, I mean, I say prayer based because I'm a Christian woman and that's where my strength comes from. If you don't have that mindset, then when obstacles come, how are you going to fight them? How are you going to deal with them? You know, how are you going to go forward? So, I think persistence, patience, determination, with that right mindset and goal setting, is invaluable. That will help you move towards your goal and keep going towards that goal, even when the obstacles come up, even yeah. when that vendor says to you, "Oh no, I can't get you that um, X, Y, and Z that you you know think that you want by uh, Tuesday." Or I can't give you, or, you know, your water going to be shut off because we got construction going on right now. So how am I going to wash my client's hair? Or I can't get those lashes because now there's a, your president has the trade uh, a war <laughs> going on. <laughs> or, not, right. you know what I mean? So you, you got to be able to be calm, persistent, and, and determined enough to find options. Find a plan B to get what you need done, so you can keep moving forward. Because now this is how you feed your family.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean. Once you've you've completed that eighteen months of having that money saved up and you've walked away from that job, how are you gonna have that income if you now when when a problem occurs and problems are gonna occur, you just like throw your hands up? I can't do this. No, you 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 gotta have a plan to work through it and um and keep moving forward. So that's why. I kind of covered that chapter seven as patience through the process. So you can understand that it's going to require patience to be able to walk through um, the storms that are going to come because I mean it's inevitable.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, I, I agree with that because I mean, it's been times where I had to sit back and pray and meditate, mm-hmm. cry mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. because I've
1: wanted to quit. I'm like, okay, I can't do this. Let me just go get a regular job. I'm
0: done. hmm hmm <laughs> exactly. I'm done. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep.
1: So, yeah. I yeah. Definitely, yeah. I definitely want to uh, make sure that when I talk to, you know, your uh, followers I and mean, the people at the workshop that we talk about briefly, I know I'm only going to have a certain amount of time so I'm going to squeeze it all in, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> mindset and goal setting is so important because you got to have that first as a foundation um, to start down this, this road because it's going, it's, it's going to be a process.
0: It definitely is. Well, how can they find you to work with you or to connect with you on their World wide web?
1: <laughs> okay, so my website is CHC Business and Tax Solutions Inc but it's www.chcb.com, and there's a contact link on there. You can send me um, a message, email, whatever. If you sign up and you send me a contact, then it'll automatically go into my email list, and I put out every week a tax tip as well as some business tips and a newsletter every month. Okay, so that's automatic. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at Tanya, T-A-N-Y-A, Clark, E-S-Q, as well as on Facebook. I'm not into pentagram, Pinterest. I said pentagram. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm aging myself, right? I'm not on <laughs> well, Pinterest okay. or, or TikTok or, or TikTok. Or, um, and I am on Twitter, too, but I'm not, I don't do Twitter as much as I do Instagram and really? uh, Facebook. But uh, the website, Instagram, Facebook, I'm there all the time. I post stuff and um, I'm active in text tips and business tips. and, and um, if they sign up, then um, like I said, I was not um, I was selling the ebook when I first put it out. But now uh, I think I'm going to actually do like a, a marketing thing and just you know, like people sign up. And I, I'm going to give your people at the um, Expo a copy of the ebook as well. Okay. Great. Um, as well as, um, like a card for them to get, you know, the tax planning and tax stuff done, you know, if they want to do that. So, um, yeah, I'm putting together like a little like folder. So for the people that come to the expo, but if not on the worldwide web, there you go.
0: Awesome! Awesome. Well, it's been absolutely great talking to you. You shared some great information today. I really appreciate you being on the podcast. I did. I want to go ahead because I think you are one I need to ask these questions. So I have a couple questions that I okay. like in the podcast. With that, I ask everybody. So I'll ask them to you. And the first one is, how do you define success?
1: Freedom. That's, that's easy for me. Freedom, peace of mind, um, time with my family, and uh, surrounded by love. Those, that's success for me. When I was, If you would ask me that 15 years ago, I'd have been like, money, I'm about to be traveling, I'm about to have this bin. Nah. <laughs> you know, I've evolved way past that. But um, freedom to do what I want to do, being surrounded by love and peace of mind. Um, that's successful to me.
0: Okay. I, I like that. Freedom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So what is your favorite book?
1: Other than the Bible. Mm-hmm. Think and Grow Rich and um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Think, grow rich, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill and uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Mm-hmm. And actually he has, Robert Kiyosaki has a um, a game um, called um uh, something about the rat race. I played with my daughter recently because I'm trying to teach her about entrepreneurship as well. And um, that is an excellent, all of his books, but the first one, Thinking World um, the first one, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, absolutely great. And Cashflow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki. Okay,
0: awesome. So what's your favorite business tool to use in your business?
1: Uh, well, I'm I'm pretty old school. So my cell phone now I'm, I'm, I'm getting more um, used to using myself on my smartphone for a lot of things and um, my computer uh, I mean oh, I, always, okay. so, I I got like I got like two I have two laptops Software
0: software to use on 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 your phone or your computer
1: software um, I depend upon if I want to get some um, contractors which I've used, and you're lucky and blessed. You have a husband who can do graphic design. Well, for me, fiber.com. Okay. If I want to get, you know, want to get um, like a, a contractor to help me with um, Excel or something like that, although I have a VA, sometimes she's not available. Upwork.com.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and everything in Microsoft, the whole Microsoft suite with you know Word and uh, PowerPoint and Excel. So, um, those are the software that I really depend on. And of course, now, you know, I'm always on Instagram and Facebook. So, <laughs> is that really right. soft? That's not really software, right? Well, so, yeah, but yeah. It's a business tool, though,
0: because is, you can is. use it to get business. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Get business.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, that was great. Well, awesome. Yeah. So, I'm looking forward to uh, having you at the expo thank you yes. so much for all the nuggets that you shared yes. and i'll put all your information in the show notes so people can connect with you and find out if they want to work with you or find okay. out more information about you
1: okay so you're going to send a link so i can just post it on my social media channels pages let me email I you out let
0: you know when everything is ready all right
1: brandy thank you Hi. so much i'm thank i really you. am excited about your expo
0: I'm excited about it too. So thanks for being on a podcast. Okay. And that's We have it, Tanya Clark. Check her out. She was awesome today. And make sure you connect with her. And if you're in the Detroit area, make sure you join us on October 6th at the Detroit Business and Beauty Expo.
1: Outstanding. See you later.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Business Beauty Network podcast. Please subscribe and support our podcast. Please share it share it with your friends and family also connect with us we want to hear from you leave us comments let us know what you're enjoying about the podcast also email us at bbnetworkpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com you can also connect with me on instagram at i am brandy taylor and at exquisite looks we're also on facebook and Twitter at ExquisiteLooks, and you can check out my website at exquisitelooks.com. I really hope to hear from you and connect with you soon. Remember that all things are possible if you only believe. Stay great.